Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, my name is Patrick Nelson. Ivan will be, or I believe he's just dropping in on the line now. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, I, uh, I'll just give the obligatory um, uh, uh, warnings. Uh, any advice contained in the presentation is general only. It doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances, and you need to decide for yourself whether it's appropriate for you. Past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. And options trading or trading in general is risky. If you do not know what you're doing, you should not do it. And, um, yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us today. I've got up on the screen at the moment the leaderboard for the ASX options trading game. And for anyone that attempted to attend the training session online last night, apologies for that. It's been rescheduled uh, for next week. Um, and, uh, however, the game has been going really well. I mean, there have been a lot of people playing the game, I think, um, last time I checked, Ivan, there was over 1,300 people that had logged into the game. Another 1,200 new people had booked in. And, Massive. Uh, yeah, and big, big numbers of people are playing it, um, have, have got trades on. Um, some interesting results today uh, in the leaderboard. Um, Cam has... Uh, well, Cam would have been in the lead, which just... Um, relinquished that with, with a significant pullback in his portfolio position, but um, some people are doing really well with their trading um, in this period of time. And it's not like many of there's been a huge amount of um, but there's been some uh, some good winners there. Um, yeah, there you go. So next week, if, if you are someone that's new to all of this and, and you want to keep trading using this technology, just type yes and we'll get you set up with a trial and account opening and all that kind of stuff so you can keep keep going with it beyond the game. Um, but, um, yeah, good, good to see so many people getting involved and doing something about learning. And even for people who are experienced, the options games a great way of just going in there and playing around, having a bit of fun with something, but playing around with some strategies that you otherwise may not find the time to test. So there you go. All right. How are you going, Ivan? Good, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm in transit as well while, while doing it. So um, I just came back from a meeting that went a little bit over. So apologies for coming in a little bit late. Um, but yeah, things, things are interesting. Busy as always. Yep. <laughs> markets, um, the, the markets, the markets are, broke through. Through that level that we were looking at, so yeah, yeah. Um, so here we go. It, it's hey, where's um? I uh, sent some to my phone. Where's Vol today? No, it's off slightly. But, mm. Just thinking, you know, it's it's interesting. It, it it almost feels a little bit reminiscent of uh, of uh, what we were looking at um, end of Feb, uh, mm. where um, you know, it's logically. We're, we're smashing into a recessionary time uh, and markets are, are pricing on, uh, you know, are sort of continuously continuously grinding higher. And, uh, you know, obviously we all know uh, where I sat with that uh, and, and my view on, on, on uh, you know, it was a very interesting to see whether what would happen at these levels and, and the fact that it kind of cracked through to me yeah. indicates that, you know, I mean, you, you think that the underlying message is, uh, is uh, probably you know it, it seems like it's going to continue doing that for you know, like I'm almost 180 on the on the whole thing, um, 
uh, with you know markets showing showing resilience and, and strength. Logically, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. But at the same time, uh, you know, don't don't argue with the with the trainer in this counter trend. So yeah, I'm I'm almost thinking, you know, is is it is it almost straddle time? Um, uh, yeah, we we seem to be at a at a at a point where either the market will continue grinding higher and continue this counter trend, uh, or have a, a have a sharp revaluation of of where it's at. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we could price that yeah. up. Yeah, let's, let's maybe go and price that up in a sec. Um, and so the real question is between on a 200-point move or a 150-point move over, you know, that would be a the, – the, the, mo, the most likely scenario for me is that we go up, you know, 150 or down 150, mm. other than it being a breakout kind of move. So in those scenarios, if we put a straddle on, can we come out eight days later, and if one of those things happens and we have to exit without a major move happening, can we, you know, how, how are we sitting? But vol is coming off. Mm. Yeah, I think it's it's just it's one of those scenarios that yeah, you, I mean, it, the thing is that you know how short term is a short term, you know, this 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 kind of, I mean, the market has been grinding now for a little while. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, and, and US is showing some strong signals as well. So it's interesting. Uh, I'd, be, I'd, I'd love to see where um, you know where, where it goes. It's just you know, it's so as I've been sort of saying week ago and, and the week before. Um, yeah. You know, all I've all I've done in terms of my trading is just I've started scaling out some of the equities that I bought in that drop, and that's it. And sort of moving back to uh, uh, moving back to cash. Uh, in the in self managed super fund, and I've got honestly, I've got no um, uh, clear idea of, of where this is going. I, logically, it's the market seems extremely expensive right now, um, and you know, so to get in, considering where where we're at and, and where we're going, um, and uh, it just feels so weird coming in and saying, okay, well, you know, it's it's coming in for a bounce. Um, or for further bounds, and markets just tend to not do that. Um, and so the the other alternative is, is that you know the market sort of, which which is going to be dreadful for the for the, for the straddle, um, is um, if the market ends up bouncing around these levels for a bit and, and sort of consolidating. Um, and yeah, it's just I don't know. It's yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm I think the market's going sideways. So and, until it until it doesn't, <laughs> I'm happy to keep trading that way. Um, which is, I know I've been just I've had no value add beyond saying that for the last month. <laughs> Ultimately, it's been correct, and I just think it's going to grind. But in setting up your trades, you just need to have a point where it's no longer grinding and get the hell out of the way. Um, but you know, I don't mind a bear call. I still don't mind it. And, then it could, and, and, and I know you're saying it's broken, but it doesn't mean any of my other rules for a breakout. And it just we're just gradually drifting, and it might go up a little bit, but if I can go a little bit out, um, I'm comfortable. Um, but eventually yeah, I'll be wrong. Yeah, but that's the but same. I, tra- yeah. yeah. So no, I was just going to say the only thing that I I've, the only thing that worries me about getting into a bear call is on one side, this seems like the perfect opportunity, and we were talking about a potential squeeze out. Um, yeah. In, in the past couple of weeks, and, and this might be it. But it's interesting at the same time, the the 
almost stupid strength coming out of US is a little bit concerning. And so you're kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, the, there's money flowing in. Or where, at what point? Uh, the, the moment that stops is when the selling will come in, obviously. But it's just, where, where is that? So I think that, you know, the overall trend from, you know, the, of, of this year is definitely to the downside. Um, you know, I think that probably arguing about where the market's going to be in six months is difficult. But, it, you know, most people that I speak to are, is that, you know, we'll sort of are under the estimation, understanding that it's likely going to be lower. Uh, not only lower from here, but we, we might have a serious crack at the lows um, and potentially take them out. Um, it really feels a lot like a breather. Um, but, you know, you can, going back to, uh, you know, trading options is all about timing and it's hard to time it at the moment, I think. I, I, I look, and, and, and I would just say that that's all well and good. And, but if I was trading something that I'd just be looking at, looking at the screen and looking at what's in front of me, to me it's still sideways. Now, if this is the first time you do get a call and you're wrong, well, that's <laughs> um, that, that, that's that, right? But um, you know, uh, at, at, for now, I think bear calls bull puts. I'm still okay with them. Volatility is still high enough to justify it. Uh, it'll be tough when it gets down a bit lower, um, unless there's some movement away and, and, and some spikes on the on the put side. But yeah, I don't, I don't, in, in bowl on the put side, I, I, but I. I yeah. Other than that, don't have much on the XJO to say. Um, what are your uh, so, so when you know probably just if we're talking about a, a bearish trade, Beckel in particular, um, what are you thinking in terms of your level slightly out of the money here? Yes. Yeah. For sure. So let's let's go and have a look. Um, I'm just I'm just about to get a drop out for two minutes, so I'll, I'll yeah, be back uh, I'll price up in the meantime as a straddle and a and a bear call. Um, and guys, I don't have my question box open, which is problematic, so I can't see anything anyone's saying. Let me get back. Um, yeah, okay, if anyone's got any questions or any trades they want to run through, please uh, put them forward. Um, and next Tuesday, we have got Mark Bull um, presenting uh, and Mark is a trader, a full-time trader. This will be a really interesting session. Um, so please uh, remember to get along to the Tuesday night session. Ivan stood in this week, um, uh, which I thought was quite interesting, and hearing about his trading background. But uh, next week we've got Mark joining us. So if you want to um, come to that, you're not booked in already, you'll be able to book in from the morning newsletter uh, or just type yes into the chat box and, and we'll get you and we'll get you along. Get you an invite. All right. So options cookbook. So we're looking at a long straddle. Hmm. That's probably about okay. Maybe we need another week. We'll do the same time frame. All right. All right. So the bear call legs. Um, Good thing I, I tuned out at the right time when you were just struggling with the uh, with the system as always. I'm guessing. <laughs> Correct. Um, it's almost like you never use it. Yeah. Um, so here you go. Here's this price price matrix um, on a bear call. So you could play around with these levels, right? But you're getting twenty three cents twenty eight days out. Um, so you know. Um, 
What if you what if you bring the spire in a bit? Don't go out, don't go quiet as, as far out. Yeah. Anything uh, anything before that? Yeah. Well, that's that. That if you can get filled at those levels, that's not too bad. Yeah. Similar similar rewards. Yeah. Um, and see so where it goes. So you've got to set yourself a level um, that if it starts breaking up and going through the, where we're sitting at the moment, volatility won't necessarily fall. It might if, you know, on the breakout it won't necessarily fall, but if, if it continues up a little bit, um, if we take some vol out of that, uh, and let's say how many contracts would you want to do with this? That, I mean... 15, 20, it depends obviously on how much how much you're looking to risk, but Yeah, let's say we, we went there. Um, and so, you know, if it breaks out and we're saying that's the breakout and we got it wrong, and I set myself a margin for this to faff around at the edges of say fifty six hundred, um, then uh, you know, if as long as I can manage myself out of the trade, even if it goes to fifty six fifty, I'm I'm just getting comfortable with the fact that I can I can lose. Uh, if that all happens quickly, um, but you're still making money, fifty six hundred. Um, you know uh, that that I, I don't mind that, right? But you know, I'm a bit of a broken record on that trade at the moment, so I, I would still be comfortable with that and do that. Um, straddle, I, I don't. I, I think that um, straddle. I'm going to say that. Based on my view on the on the on the market going yeah. sideways, I think volatility is going to go offer a little bit, but that doesn't mean that's just that view. Um, but would it work? Um, I, I so think you know. I think just looking at break evens, um, fifty, you know, yeah, three hundred points each way. I, I tend to agree with you. I think that's that's a bit expensive. So. You know, as much as vols off, it's still yeah. I agree with you. I think um, based on where we're looking, a bear call spread um, seems a lot better. I yeah, I'd look at something shorter term and um, probably a little bit more. Um, actually, well, yeah, fifty six hundred, maybe fifty six fifty on the sole leg. Yeah, I've changed my view. Yeah. Thank God for pricing. Thank God for my system that you can't use. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There you go. So there's, 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 there's two ways of looking at things. Um, all right, so Rob's asked, spread trades become expensive within our commission. Um, yeah, look, I mean, if you're trading for a full-service broker, most definitely, um, they, they, they can be really expensive. The way we price our bro is $24.95, so, you know, two legs is sort of 50 bucks roughly. Um, whereas, you know, if you're doing that with full service or some of the other online providers, you know, you might be paying 200 bucks in, 200 bucks out or, or more for the similar sort of trade. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a factor, but, I mean, it's way up with the benefits of, of, of that type of trade. So it is something, when I first started trading a very long time ago um, and I had a trading bank of a couple of grand, um, I traded just directional trades all the time and that was fine, that worked for me because um, I couldn't really afford the bro associated with doing spread trades. Mind you, I didn't really understand them back then either, um, but and found it difficult to price them up and all the other challenges. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, good. I take your point. 
uh, Rob, but it is more expensive, but um, we think the benefits far outweigh the costs if you're paying uh, reasonable prices. If you're doing it um, with a full-service broker, you would generally only be doing that if you have a decent trading float where you're taking at least $5,000 sort of risk. Uh, again, I don't want to put that forward as a, as a personal advice thing. It's just a general, general comment. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, Rob's also said, how do you scan for spreads? Um, well, I mean, it, Rob, it sort of comes down to a directional view. So we've got a bunch of different um, uh, scanning tools uh, for looking for breakout trades that will then put together a, a spread trade. And um, we're going to do some more work around some broader scans. But if a trade meets your rules, um, you do your normal process of identifying it and then um, you then match your view of the market with a strategy. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. One is if you're just looking at, um, I'm looking for bullish trades, um, you go into the cookbook and select bullish and it will show you... Um, the different bullish strategies that um, that you can use, right? Um, or if you want it to be, you know, you expect bullish and you think volatility is going to be neutral or you think volatility might be falling, um, then, you know, there's a couple of strategies that you could use to articulate that view. Um, but, Rob, anyway, so that, that's sort of some answers to that. But have a chat to, to Tim in the office here, if you want to go through anything in more detail, he can he can hold your hand through that. All right, FMG and Newcrest. David's asking uh, about. Hey, David. Um, so, David, do you have a what's your view on um, FMG at the moment? Might ask that question in terms of um, trades. Uh, that. The trade that we would be looking at would be a lit long. It's amazing looking at lit longs at the moment. Yeah, that? I, I, I didn't see it come up. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, just going back to FMG. Um, so this this is actually a trade. This trade lines up um, for a lit long. It's a breakout. So. Uh, the 50-day moving average is trading above the 200-day moving average. The 50-day moving average is pointing up. Uh, we've just broken the 52-week high, um, and uh, our ADX is above 20, just, but is above 20, so sitting at 22 at the moment. So that would meet all the rules for a lit long trade. Um, so the setup on that trade uh, is we've... I've, you simply go into the, the calculator, click in lit long. Um, what expiry do you want, Ivan? 56. Okay. Um, and so this is this is our setup. So the max profit is um, 68. So I just muted myself. Sorry, as I started talking. <laughs> I was just saying 30 to 60 days. Anyway, you picked well. You picked well. Yeah. Okay. So this is a let's say for example we're risking two thousand eight hundred and seventy-five, uh, maximum profit three thousand four hundred and twenty-five, and um, let's go back to FMG. Um, 
So I think the, the only issue with the trade would be our repair on the trade, which is quite a way off, um, down, all the way down to 10 bucks. Um, that would be the only thing I'd be worried about, um, which is it's a, sort of not a small thing. Uh, it's not a small thing. But in terms of a breakout, it definitely meets our breakout rules. Ivan, would you concur? Yep. Yep. Um, so that's an interesting trade. Thanks for bringing that up, David. Um, so let's have a look at... The only thing about a... So David's neutral, whereas um, we're um, bullish based on the rules that I ran through. That is a that is a bullish setup for us. So even though the market has gone up a lot, when we see that significant breakout of a 52-week high, um, historically that means for us, and we've back-tested this over many, 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 many uh, scenarios, um, the most likely scenario for us at that point in time is that it would be... Um, uh, you know, it, it, it would be a good run. So uh, we're expecting a move to occur. Um, the only issue for us on the trade is that, um, oh, yeah, someone's just pointed out I'm looking at a weekly chart. That's a good point. That may impact what I'm, what I'm saying here. Dang, thanks for pointing that out. Daily. Yeah, so our, our entry point on the trade would have been uh, four days ago for the breakout, and that's why it's not in the scans. There you go. Another Fair to say that you and I didn't trade the Fortescue trade. Yeah, yeah, but it was there. Um, would we be entering it today? Probably not. All right, um, but that, yeah, we should, we, 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 that, that was there for us the other day, and that would have been an interesting trade to do, and we would still be long if we were doing that trade. So in terms of other setups, thanks for pointing out that, Sean. Um, hey, just, just on that, by the way, I think what would be worthwhile at the moment, though, um, is to actually set an alert around about 12 um, and get into a bullish trade if it goes back to 12, um, yeah. because then the, the stop loss uh, with the 50-day moving average isn't too far away. And, um, you know, and so if it does get out there and, and, and if you want to get on that trade, if you missed it, that's what I'd be doing. Um, yeah. And in fact, that's what I will be doing. Yeah. So exactly. Setting, yeah. Uh, setting. No, no. Sorry. Go back to the chart. Yeah. So set the set the price alert um, at twelve. And um, yeah, just if it gets down there, I'll actually go into a bull put into a lit long uh, because. Uh, that would actually make sense. Yeah. The things that I like about that is that it, I mean, it's 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 amazing to see a fifty-two week break high. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that that's that's really good. I like it. Uh, I like it. Max profit would be three four five zero on fifty contracts. So that would be the brokerage. Um. So Mike, when we look at this, it includes brokerage. Um, so that that's after brokerage for getting into the trade, the, that max profit scenario, right? So um, it's twenty four ninety five for each leg in this scenario, right? Um, just just to be clear, I hope that clears up your understanding. Um, yeah, Dave pointed out a little long yesterday. Thank you. Neutral thoughts on AMC. 
it's certainly been strong in the uh, in the last period of time. But that, that moving average is interesting, Ivan. Yeah. Make sure so, you get the right, the right, the right one this time. Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting. It's almost, uh, almost a decent setup for an R and condo, you think? Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So, uh, any other? And I think the other, the other we were looking at. Someone asked about was uh, Newcrest. There has been quite a bit of iron condor trading. Some people have been doing quite well with it, actually. I've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You, you know, you know, I love an iron condor. I'm not as uh, not as ballsy as you. Always getting to directional trades. <laughs> yeah, you you do love an iron condor. Um, so, Newcrest. I look. Jeez, I've lost a lot. <laughs> I haven't lost a lot of money trading Newcrest. I've just never made any money. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know why. It just, you know, just doesn't work. Do you know what's interesting? I uh, I knew this guy who I used to uh, used to work with. He was a he was actually a developer, and uh, he used to be a mad punter. Like he actually ended up in in binary options and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't. I haven't spoken to him for years. So I'm guessing he doesn't have any money left. But um, the interesting thing is that. Um, he was absolutely killing it with Newcrest options, and yep. I'm like, and, and but the funny thing is, is that everything else, if you looked at any other every, any other stock that he traded, was a complete disaster. Like he just he was he was literally one of the worst traders I've ever seen. Yep. And uh, anyway, but it was interesting. But Newcrest, he was like every day he'd be making. So I think that you know, if you, uh, it's almost like if if you're good at trading a bunch of stocks. Don't even ever look at Newcrest, and vice versa. I've had I've, I haven't had much experience with with Newcrest uh, that's been positive or negative, not much like you. But I've never mm. seen anybody blow it out of the park with Newcrest while doing good trades and other stuff, and vice versa. So it's, it's interesting. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit more casino-ish, maybe. I don't know. I've seen yeah. I've seen some great successes with Newcrest and some great values, and. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. So, so David, are you seeing uh, some weakness here, or do you think that that's a, that breaking that fifty-day moving average is is a strong sign? I'm, I'm not. It doesn't line up with sort of the way I look at things, but uh, with giving me any information to put a trade on. But um, yeah, uh, I, I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe it's sort of lining up for a condor or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, you're looking at gold. Yeah, a lot of resistance up here. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, are you thinking like an out of the money bear call, slightly out of the money bear call, something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Although, <laughs> where I've got into trouble is looking at gold charts. And then trying to apply it to Newcrest. <laughs> if I go back to <laughs> where I came undone. <laughs> uh, so yeah. That, that, that would be something to be considering. But I, I, I think that kind of makes sense as well. But, yeah, that, I'll just put that caveat on there. That's uh, what's been my undoing in the past. 
Um, all right. What else? I had. I was thinking about something, and I've just completely forgotten what I was going to say. Anyway, um, how are we going for time? So we, I think we've covered quite a, a little bit of territory. There's a bit going on at the moment. Uh, the market. Look at XJO. Um, go away weekly chart. Um, the yeah. Well, it's just not, there's no information to get be gathered out of of what's happening in the market right now. But it's just this to me. Um, it's it's an edge up. There's nothing about it that has got any conviction at all. Um, I'm just not reading into it right now. So for me, it's just business as usual. My my directional view is sideways. Right? It's it's not up. It's not down. It's sideways. Um, that will change at some point in time. You have to get away from a, uh, from you know get out of the way um, of whatever the whatever the move is. But for now, I'm happy with that. I still think volatility is high enough to justify the trades. You can see that short term um, setup. I, I do. Like, I think you're right, Ivan. Um, that it is more interesting going closer today. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. There you go. So not not too much to add. Mm-hmm. If you can get a good feel in the weekly, that's sort of that's going to be the the tricky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I mean, just looking at especially the the way that your chart's set up. God, it looks like a lifeless. I can't I can't believe that we've just went from this excitement across end of Feb, March, everything's moving, and then it's like we just it's like before that, you know, no. But look- Volatility's dried up. Look it's how just... long that went on for, you know, yeah. and and, and they just like, you know, there was a there was a bit more action, you know, prior to that, but there are just periods of time where we have these grind. Look at that. Remember this period, um, mm. it, you know, um, it happens, and it's just. The March, on the other hand, kind of scenario movement, that doesn't happen. That's never <laughs> happened. That's never happened. It, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, where's Westpac at? Sorry, I'm a little bit unrelated. God, Santos. I got out at four nine. I sold. Well, I believe I sold at four ninety nine. Um, just continued going higher. I was happy with that. I bought at three seventy six. Westpac. Searching. So pretty much everything that I've done. So I bought uh, the three. The only three stocks that I bought were Santos, Westpac, and um, uh, and BHP. Um, Santos was it was really good. Uh, that was three seventy six or something. I bought. Uh, sold at four ninety nine. Uh, BHP was good. Um, I'm, I need to just looking at that. Need to get out of that. And mm-hmm. Westpac. She's now going to make a decision on Westpac whether that's a. I bought it around these levels. It was just um, it was fifteen. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I'm like a couple of cents offside on that. Yeah. Um, I think. Well, you know, do I <laughs> do I uh, do I dump that as well, or, or is it or is it got life out, out of the banks? I, I like it, but. Uh, you know. Anyway, it's interesting. I, I just I think that um, overall, I, I do want to be just in terms of, I guess my long-term self-managed super fund type strategy is just I, I want to be back in uh, in cash 
and I just I don't know, I don't believe it. I really just don't believe it. There's just something it's it's yeah, there's something not right about this move. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. It's not really even a move though, is it? It's like a grind sideways. Mm. Um, yeah. But you wouldn't yeah. be, uh, there's a stock you wouldn't be going into an iron condor on. Actually, you know what, just, just interestingly, what about a straddle on that? That could be interesting because you think that eventually it's going to start moving with all the news um, coming out there. You think that that is either going to get crushed or it's going to start browling at some point in time. Vol's not too bad um, for what it's done. Could be interesting. <laughs> this is uh, this is how I come up with trade ideas. Oh, there's a stock. Let's look at that. Long <laughs> straddle. Um, it's why I like iron condors. <laughs> they come up and they present themselves. Dollar twenty. Yeah, it's relatively well, actually. Sixteen twenty-eight break-even. You know, I mean, if it goes up to seventeen eighteen, then you know that you're making money on that. What about uh, taking that out a bit, say to uh, to uh, August? Um. Yeah. What's Qantas doing, being back up at three dollars fifty-four? What? Gosh, you can say I haven't looked at that. I haven't had time to look at the market the last couple of weeks. Closely. Right. That's ridiculous. There you go. So, uh, if you wanted to go out to the twentieth of August, there you go. Um, I don't, I don't mind that. So that's either that's taking out the low and going lower, um, yeah. and uh, or it goes, you know, seventeen's your break even. I actually, I don't mind that trade. Um, potentially, even consider doing two calls. I might, I might sweep out, switch out my stock for that. Yeah. The only the uh, only reason I bought stock when I did was just because volatility was so high, and I had the and I, and I thought the bounce was overdone. Um, that was literally the only reason why. That, that, that's why it's been the first time I've I've actually traded stock since what two thousand and nine eight, the end of yeah early two thousand and nine. Yeah. Um, I remember picking up Macquarie for absolutely nothing. Anyway, good times. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends yeah, the way that you want to trade it. I think um, it might be a bit aggressive. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you think that there's going to be some action, that gets you out there. Uh, yeah. Westpac's Austrack fine still to be announced. Careful, Ivan, is Brian's warning. What was that, sorry? Um, Westpac Austrack fine is still to be announced. Yeah, well, I think that's that's part of the thing that I think is causing that to, to be so sideways. So I think that, you know, everyone's expecting it to be quite significant, uh, and it will be, um, but they've already provisioned for a lot of that stuff in their balance sheet. So... Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you remember the fines that um, were handed out, which was which sounded so large for 
for places like uh, CBA and, and all that kind of stuff on the back of the Royal Commission stuff, then you go, everyone was like, oh, wow, billions of dollars. And then turns out it was like a week of profitability, maybe not a week, month. But uh, they paid for that pretty quickly. So, you know, yeah, I mean, Austrac is going to come. It's, yeah, I think it's just, in terms of, again, and you know, why I picked Westpac, there was, there was two reasons. One was it was sold off more aggressively than uh, CBA. And as far as the banks go, I think that ANZ and National Australia Bank in particular have just fallen so far behind and are so out of touch. These guys are at least trying to stay relevant. And at the same time, you know, uh, I'm not a guy who wants to own banks longer term, generally speaking. But you know, for for where it's at and our love for dividend plays and et cetera, um, yeah, I think uh, I think people. I, let's put it this way: this is why I'm thinking about doing an options trade. If it comes out and the, the numbers come out and they significantly derail um, Westpac's uh, near-term future and everyone panics, that's good for an option strategy. Uh, at least volatility will, will pipe up, and that's kind of why I'm thinking uh, something that's sort of directionless. Um, and, uh, yeah, broader markets picked up. Westpac hasn't, so there's some underlying weakness in there. Um, so, anyway, it could be uh, it could go either way, I think. And that's why I'm thinking... I don't know if I really want to be in that. It's a stock position, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. If you were going to – so there's your long strap on ANZ. Mm. Uh, so if you, were, if you were wanting to position yourself um, – yeah. No, it's interesting. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a bad idea. So what's um, yeah, 17, 1250 on, on ANZ? So, I mean, that's actually – Interesting point. So it actually might be, it might actually be more worthwhile um, taking down my Westpac and, and getting into an ANZ long strap. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, and so that's your seventeen seventy. Um, actually, do you know what? Speaking of which, and I know we've we've spoken about the stock to a couple of times and how bad of a model it is and all that kind of stuff. It seems like it's still an issue. What about Bank of Queensland? I assume that'd be. Uh... You're thinking about buying a franchise? Um... <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah, I just decided. Look, yeah, <laughs> you know, especially with my recent track record of buying uh, companies that were significantly underperforming. Um, yeah. You know, like one out of VA and one <laughs> one other. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe I can turn back a Queensland around today. As a single franchise. Thank you, Queensland. Yeah, I mean, that, that's also interesting. Yeah. I th- if you look at it over a longer period of time, you're probably going to see a bit of a different story. But over the short term, uh, it looks like everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it's got, percentage-wise, it got sold off a lot more than, than the big four for obvious reasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I guess part of that is that they typically had quite high dividend yields, um, and so um, you know, as a percentage, and, and I guess partially that's sort of why it kept up. Maybe uh, this coming out, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, having said that, I, I don't know why I'm actually suddenly having an opinion on stocks. 
and least qualified, especially for those that listened in to my Centro story the other yeah. day. Um, anyway, sorry, it, Jason, Jason, you're correct. Um, it still looks pretty similar, but um, you're right. Thanks for pointing that out. Over time, this is good old Bank of Queensland. Uh, mm. Not looking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, Ivan, I think if you're looking for a longer-term trade and you think there's going to be a breakout on the upside for the banks but you want some insurance on there, you think something's going to happen, there, there you go. Mate, I tell you what, what I'm looking for is some kind of trade. <laughs> I think that out of everything that we've seen, the bear call strategy that, um, that, that you looked at I think is probably the most sane strategy. Um, I think that for me, I'd probably just kind of probably wouldn't go as far as risking 5k on it um yeah. but uh but you know i think that yeah maybe sort of a 10 or 15 for for me which is obviously a, a pretty small trade but it does put me back into the market which you know i haven't I haven't touched for for a couple of weeks um yeah. and it's it's at these levels that you know i think longer term we're going to gravitate around them so even if it rallies significantly i think there's a good chance that it drops off so the expiry date is going to be the interesting one. I like the 8th of June. Uh, I think it was, it was the 8th of June, wasn't it? The, the expiry that you picked, the weekly? Yeah. I so I think um, for, uh, for, 4th of June. Um, the only thing, I mean, that's a good fortnight move. Uh, the only thing that I'm thinking there is just um, if, if I'd be able to get filled at those levels because weeklies uh, sometimes have pricing issues in the market. So... May have to go out to the uh, to to the major, um, which I wouldn't really want to sit too long in. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Twenty eighth and uh, weekly on the twenty eighth and a weekly on the fourth, and and see if I can get any any one of those at, at an okay price at that at those levels. I think out of everything that we've seen, that looks to me like um, the best trade uh, based on my view of the market. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think technically, you know, you got to. I know I'm, I'm, I've got the um, the 18th of June up there. Um, yeah. Which major in in? Uh, sorry, why am I fiddling with strikes? What's is? Are we changing to? Yeah, that would be the. That's the major expiry day, isn't it? 18th. Next 18th. Month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is, and that's the last one that. Um, uh, that's the last time that the. Equities will have a different expiry to the index. Um, so from July onwards, uh, everything's expiring uh, on the third Thursday. Got it. So that's from 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 next, not next month, from August. Sorry, from July onwards. Yeah. July onwards. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So June June's going to be. Uh, 18th and 25th. 18th is the index. 25th is going to be the single stock, and then from then on in, uh, they're all consistent. So roughly fall in the middle of the month. Yeah. And um, we always liked um, back when we ran a, a a trading desk and had advisors and lots of activity around those days, we always liked the fact that it was over, like from a, de from a desk's perspective, like the fact that it was over um, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, it'll be interesting to see how, how the market reacts, but the idea is is that if, if the ASX 
was a little bit more transparent around the pricing or, or we, we're capable of, of doing a little bit more work there. And part of this, yeah. if we can, can do this work with, with, um, with the unis, uh, part of that we'll be looking at, at ball curves. And yep. um, if we can add transparency to the weekly market or play a part in that, um, and mm. the weeklies, you know, logically there shouldn't be a thing like a big expiry. There should just be weekly expiries for everything and everything just, you know, you just pick your time horizon and there's no difference. But at the moment still the market maker's liquidity, it's all sits in the majors. So, um, you know, you can you can trade even on the on the way in, you get you can get a good weekly fill um, and then on the way out you can get caught. So it's just like there's, there's a little bit more time for that to be awesome. But anyway, it's getting there. Um, it's definitely a lot better than what six months ago. Yeah. All right. Let me have a look at this one. Brian too. G'day, Brian. Um, Brian's put himself down as Brian too because we're always obviously referencing Brian, the other Brian, Brian Corman. Um, all right, Brian, Brian too. Um, just two weeks into this now, I need to work out exactly why some of my paper trays don't get filled. Um, how about a session at some stage on exactly how an options trade is really processed and the players involved literally step-by-step? Step. Um, Maybe i just answer that now. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Because there's, there's two questions. There's, there's two sides to it. So in the simulated account, we've tried to, to mimic um, how market makers react. And so uh, if you're trying to get filled at the midpoint, um, mid, at the mid price of, of the option, you won't get filled, and you actually need to tick it up um, uh, a little bit before before you get filled. And how much you need to tick it up will be based on the liquidity of the underlying assets. So if you're trading in something like um, a big four bank, for example, you'll get filled close to that midpoint, and you you might have to um, you might have to pay up, you know, like a cent or something, or two. Just just click it up, and then you'll you'll see when it gets filled. Um, and the reason why we've done that is because in the real market, uh, that's typically how you trade. So we, we've we've tried to um, take out kind of getting in and out at, at 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 the same price, which is something that won't actually happen in the market. In the real market, you won't always have a bid and an offer, and so you rely on things like the ETR range that we've got on the bottom of the order ticket, um, and that's the calculation that um, uh, is, is unique to our platform that gives you a guide for where the price should be. And uh, again, you'll, you'll typically start at the midpoint and then you'll wait to see if the market makers on the other side will want to pick that up. Uh, and then you might want to go on and, and, and tick it up sort of once or twice uh, to, to get filled. And so one thing that we found with, with we, we put those changes into the game probably about a year ago now. And we've noticed that the overall quality of, of fills uh, coming into the market after doing that has, has improved. Uh, people become a lot more prepared for, for what really happens in the market. Um, so uh, what will happen in reality behind the scenes um, uh, is that when you go and place an order in, let's say, a combination trade, uh, so let's say that you know you want to trade that extra about call spread, the ASX will create a special um, code for you. Let's call that XJ101, um, and it'll, it'll be a number on the end of it. And as they create that, then um, the uh, their background algorithm creates um, an opposite order in the market in the individual legs. So in this case, uh, they'll be, even though you're trading in a custom-made instrument called XJ101, uh, there'll be an order that'll go in into the 5600 and the 5650. 
and then as you get hit on one of those uh, legs, you will instantly get healed on the other thus you get build on, on your entire combination order in the market. Um, and the majority of that will always be done by market makers. So, you know, you might be trying to uh, sell a 5600, someone else might be trying to sell a 5700, and the market makers will go on and say, oh, so let's say someone wants to buy a 5700, market makers will then sit there and mash all those orders out. Uh, and so they play a pivotal role in, in, in market liquidity. So uh, that, that's effectively the life cycle of a trade. Um, and how what happens when you go in and put in, an, uh, put in a trade in the market. So in the game, thus, there's a little bit of that. We've added that element where if there's a lot of market makers in a particular stock competing for the same offer or the same bid, um, then you get it close to the midpoint. Otherwise, it starts getting um, harder and harder to get filled. So that's why you won't be getting filled on some of the simulated orders um, because it's, it's more of a, it's a look closer to real life. How's that for an answer? Sorry, guys, it turned out that, yep, that was, uh, that was on Patrick's side. Um, all right, guys, well, uh, I, unfortunately, I don't see any questions. I'm just dialing on my phone. Um, uh, apologies for that sound issue in the end. Uh, um, but uh, thank you very much for joining our session. Uh, we'll try and catch up with the questions later. Hopefully, that was uh, informative towards the end. Uh, and we will catch you all um, uh, next week. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye.